praise the Lord. Praise God. You can be seated if you'd like. So great to be in the house of the Lord, and it, it is my distinct pleasure to be able to preach to you after Brother Green. Amen. Man, this is, this is quite an honor. I was so looking forward to this. <clears throat> Amen. Just, you know, when you, when you think of it, I, I believe it's probably the greatest revival I can remember. I believe it's the greatest revival that we've ever had. We say that often, you know, it seems like everyone is, but, uh, but just, it just seemed like that there were so many things that, that God spoke to us and God ministered to us in this and felt the presence of God as God began to speak and, and uh, just that, that uh, Sunday night was like the top. You know, he just he just began to minister to to everyone and and uh, began to speak things to you and and uh, I know that that uh, you're changed by the presence of God. It's it's just cool sometimes when when somebody comes in like Brother Green that that begins to speak certain things that it's it's just cool because you know that they would have no idea the things they're saying. And so when they speak, it's, you know it's God talking to you. You know it's the Lord speaking things into your spirit. And, uh, and, and that's, what's, that's what's neat, that the Lord loves us, that the Lord cares so much for us, and that God, has, God is, is, is moving upon us. You know, is a, the little kid's song that we used to sing or... I think when I was a kid, I, I probably sang it too, but it's, he's still working on me. And how true that is even today, uh, six or eight years, maybe 10 removed from teens. I'm talking about myself. Well, maybe it's a little longer than that. <clears throat> Couldn't be too long because it seems like yesterday. And so, you know, Regardless, it doesn't matter how young you are, it doesn't matter how old you are, the Lord is still working on us. And the coolest thing is that God has a word for us. And, uh, and, and the day and age that we're living is, is so chaotic. There are so many voices that are, that are trying to speak out. There's so much stuff that's going on. There, there's so much... Uh, 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 going on, just uh, uh, just it's it's hard to to uh, to pay attention at times because there's so much going on in our world and there's so many different uh, diverse opinions and 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 stuff and junk coming out that it's sometimes we we get to feeling sorry for ourselves. Sometimes we get to thinking, you know, I'm the only person that has to go through this and go through that. I'll, I'll never forget there was someone in our church several years ago that came up to me and said, uh, you know, uh, I don't know why. It's, it's, life's just not fair. And I said, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, I've got a, there's, there's some, some neighbors by me. Man, they've got a huge farm and, and they've got other farms and they've got this and that and they've got a they got a big, huge house, and man, they've just got money. They drive new cars, and, and, 
and just here I am struggling and look at what all they've got. And about two weeks later, he came back to me and he said, you know, they, uh, he, I think he had forgotten what he had told me. Because he said, you, you know, there's, there's some people that they're down from us. Man, they just look like they had everything going their way. And, and uh, come to find out that uh, everything fell apart. They lost their home. They lost their cars. And they got a divorce. And, you know, we look at things on the outside. And things on the outside are not a true way of telling anything. All of us go through things. All of us struggle with certain things. All of us face difficulties in life. And, and there, are, there are things that, that we have to go through and, and that we have to face. But there is one constant. Peace. You know, I don't think it's by accident that I asked uh, Pastor Jason if he was aware that I was speaking on peace tonight said no, but uh, the last song, what was it? Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Isn't it, isn't it cool the way the Lord knows? There are, there are so many times that, that uh, some time ago, uh, Brother Tyler was uh, <clears throat> preaching, and I, I taught the first lesson, and, and uh, the things we, we I that uh, I taught and he preached on was basically the same thing. Over and over, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Pastor Jason and I don't go through notes and we don't, we don't compare what, what we're getting ready to do or anything like that. And it's just amazing that at times it just works so hand in glove. And, and it's that, that God has got his hand in it. God is speaking to us. And so, so I, want, I want God to speak to us tonight. Amen. So uh, if you wouldn't mind standing with me uh, for the reading of the word and in John 16 and verse number 33, it says, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world. You shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You can be seated. You know, <clears throat> And you find that, that just a little earlier on, if you, if you research down in verse number 31 of, of John 16, Jesus asked his disciples, he said, do you now believe? After he was telling everything that it was going forth and everything that he'd done, he said, do you now believe? And from this, I think we can hear Jesus saying to each of us, we can hear Jesus speaking to us, saying this, do you believe in me? Not just do you now believe, but I think that's the, the connotation that he was speaking to his disciples. Do you now believe in me? Do you trust in me? And, and so <clears throat> not just to believe, but to believe in Jesus. We sing the songs about believing in Jesus, but because he said in, in me, you might have peace. In Jesus Christ, you ha might have peace. In Jesus, there is peace. 
We know that, that Jesus is the, is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecy. We understand that, that Jesus is the fulfillment. And, and we understand that he came uh, and, and gave himself up on a cross. And he died on the cross of Calvary in a tremendous message that Brother Green preached on, on Sunday about the cross. And so we, we understand that and, and we realize that. And, but sometimes we think it's just all about the cross and, and it's all about uh, uh, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And yes, that is the purpose. And yes, that's what it happens. But it covers many, many other things besides that. And peace is one of those things. Peace that was the prophetic word of God, that God would give peace on this earth. You know, right now, they're even talking about a, a peace accord with Israel. They're talking about peace in, in North Korea. They're talking about peace here in, in Syria. They're talking about peace here all over the world. But it's chaotic <clears throat> in Afghanistan and, and uh, now Venezuela and, and all of these different places that, that, that they're looking for peace. They're, they're wanting peace and peace, peace, peace. What does the Bible say? All right. <clears throat> Y'all have been studying the Bible. Amen. We know the world, you can't find peace. But peace is in Jesus Christ. Because he said, in me, you might have peace. Jesus said, I spoke all these things to you for the purpose that you might have peace. That's what all these things were spoken of. That's why all these things were, were, were told you. That's why I went through all of this. That's why I, I began to instruct you and, and begin to talk to you as, as we sat on the seaside, as, as, uh, as we went across in the boat. And, and when, when I said to the storm, peace be still, and, and when I called out and, and the waves stopped, and I, I wanted you to know that in me is your peace. I wanted you to realize that I am the peace of your life. That, that I, am, I will bring peace to everything that you do. So in, in the chaos of everything and in the, in the uncertainty of this world, there is one constant of peace, and that is through Jesus Christ. Listen to Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 and, and verse number 7. This is, this is really, really inspiring. In, in verse number 6, he says, Be careful, Paul says, Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Be, first of all, be careful for nothing. And verse number seven, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Now I want you to, I want you to pay close attention to this first part. Paul instructs us not to be careful in prayer. He says, be careful for nothing. You know, you know what careful means in the Strongs? It means uh, don't be overcome with anxiety. Don't be overcome with worry. Don't be bogged down with all of these things. Instead, pray and make supplication to God with thanksgiving. We have, we have the ability through Jesus Christ to change our situation. We have the ability through Jesus Christ to change our circumstance. We have the ability through Jesus Christ to bring peace to our lives. And so, in other words, don't get upset because you can change things 
through prayer. The peace of God will be given to us. And I, I remember hearing a, a psychologist or a counselor uh, say these words, and, and I wasn't there, but I think he, I think he said it. Uh, Brother James, uh, help me out, James. No, no, not Dobson. In, in ladies' conference, James uh, Hughes. Yes, thank you so much. I knew somebody would know that. Uh, James Hughes is a doctor, and, uh, <clears throat> and he, he said this. He, he's, he said that uh, when people are, have uh, anxiety problems and, and have a lot of uh, uh, just panic attacks, he said that's generally because of sin. Panic attacks. Now, people can have anxiety, and that's not because of sin, but because of a condition in your life. Many times people that are diagnosed with something have anxiety in that. And, but when you just have downright panic attacks for nothing, there's a reason behind it. There's something that causes the panic. And so I, I, wanted, you, I wanted you to be aware of this, that the peace of God will be given to us in our times of struggle, in our times of trial. Peace of God that excels goes far even beyond what we can even understand. The peace of God that drops in on us, that, that we have no way of understanding everything, but, but suddenly, have you ever been, and you, you begin to pray, and God, help me with this. God, uh, I, I need you, Lord Jesus, in this situation that I'm in, and, and suddenly just a calm comes over you. Well, I guess I just kind of got over it started feeling. No, that's the peace of Jesus Christ. That's, that's the peace that God brings and the peace God gives to us. Uh, what does peace really mean? What does peace really mean? Well, <clears throat> when, you, when you look at, at the scripture that I read to you earlier, when, when you begin to look at that, it means prosperity, quietness, things working for your good. Now, let's go into a little more detail by exploring the Old Testament. I, I, I want you to see this. Uh, one, of the, one of the most astounding scriptures, prophetic scriptures in the Old Testament, is found in Isaiah 9 and 6. You could probably quote it. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Hope. Do what now? And the Prince of Hope. Come on. Oh, y'all are reading it. That's cheating. The, you knew it, didn't you? The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Uh, look, look at that for just a moment. This is, this is the prophetic word of God, that, that this Jesus that was prophesied to come. He, he would be the prince of peace. Think back to the verse I read in John chapter 16. All, Jesus said, all these words were spoken to you for the specific purpose that you could experience 
real peace. All these words have been given to you, not just the words of Jesus, but the words of, of all the prophets, the words of, uh, of the scribes, and the words of, of all of those that, that produce wisdom and, and begin to speak of the Word of God and begin to quote the Word of God and begin to tell of the Word of God. He'd be the Prince of Peace. All these words spoken. Remember Jesus said, now do you believe? You've heard all of this. Now do you really believe? Jesus is the God of peace. True peace only comes through him. How can you get peace in your life? You believe in Jesus Christ. Once again, don't get anxious. Don't panic. Pray. Plead the blood of Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells us the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let's get back to the prophecy, okay? The promised Messiah would be the Prince of Peace, okay? What, what, is, what is a prince here? Well, according to Strong's again, it means a head. <clears throat> Chief, Lord, Master, Ruler, the Lord of Peace. The ruler of peace. He will be the God of peace. And so peace is pronounced here in, uh, in Isaiah, shalom, which is in a Hebrew word meaning peace. I, I'm going to tell you what all of it means because I, I, I'll have to read it because I, I can't remember it all. But uh, this is what shalom means according to Strong's. Peace, harmony, wholeness, now, notice that wholeness, completeness, prosperity. What? Prosperity? Prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. And can be used uh, to mean both hello and goodbye. Now, here's where it gets extremely interesting. In Judaism, shalom, peace, is one of the underlying principles of the Torah. What is the Torah? It's the law of God as revealed to Moses in the first five books of this scripture that we hold dear. It is, with me, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. Now, you notice I said Deuteronomy. Thank you. I just wanted to point that out. Okay, these are the five books of the Torah. This is what's known as the Torah. This is, this is the law that God gave uh, unto Moses. Now, now, let me rephrase that again, that, that peace, shalom, is one of the underlying principles of the Torah. So it was written so that men, so that mankind might have peace. The Pentateuch, the, those five books. According to Jewish scholars, the entire Torah is for the sake of the ways of shalom or peace. For the ways of peace. That's what it's all written about. That's what its purpose was, is for peace. There was no way for mankind to have peace except to come through God, 
And let me say it this way. The Torah was given to bring peace to God's people. God knows that man's only hope for peace is in obedience to the laws of God. Wow. Let that sink in for a moment. You know, you have only to read in Deuteronomy or Leviticus or Numbers or Exodus. You have only to read and, and when Moses is quoting and he's looking back and he said, man, was there ever a country? Was there ever a group of people so blessed of God to have all these righteous laws and what? Do what? Laws? What's laws good for? You know, can I make the ones I want and kind of kick out the ones I don't want? This is the laws here is so that man could have peace. These were written so that men could have peace. And, and so God knows that our only hope is in obedience to him. God realized that, that we've got to have peace in our life, that I've got to have peace and you've got to have peace. And, and this world is so chaotic today, but, but there is peace in the midst of the storm. Because in the storms of life, in the things that you're going through right now, in, in certain things that you're facing tomorrow or this week or next month or next year, whenever it is that there are things that you're looking at, there are things that you're going through right now, there are, there are things that you don't know what the, the end result is. You're not, you don't know exactly how it's going to work out. But I can tell you this. If you'll immerse yourself in Jesus Christ, there will be peace in your life. If you will allow the Lord Jesus Christ to be in your life, He will bring you peace. And so let's look at, let's look at these three different verses. Uh, the first one is 1 Peter 3 and verse number 11. It plainly says it uh, so that we can look at that. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Apostle Peter said this, eschew, let us shine. Let us steer clear from evil. Let us have no part of evil. Let us hate evil. Let us run from evil. Now what is, what is the first inclination? There are some evils that are kind of attractive to you. There are some things that, that there are sins that, that, that you know, are, are kind of attractive. You know, why, why not? Why, you know, what's the deal here? But what we don't understand is what sin does to our life, what sin does to our heart. You know, because sin is, is, is very crafty. And, and when it comes in and when we give in to sin, it has a way of changing our mindset and our, our very mind. After a while, you know, when you dabble in sin and, and allow sin to, to be there, after a while, you, you get almost immune to it. And, and it doesn't seem quite as bad. 
I mentioned some years ago when movies and things first came out, I had a, a good friend that, that recommended a movie to me. Now, <clears throat> as, I, as I get older, I don't hardly ever watch any kind of movies because I can't stay sit that long. You know, it's got to be something quick that catches, it's just, I guess, an age thing. <clears throat> are, are you, you older people feel that way? Just kidding. But anyway, someone suggested to me, said, you need to, you need to, very good friend that I trusted said, you need to watch this. Man, this is one of the greatest movies you'll ever watch. Folks, I had to shut her off. There was such junk and stuff. And I, I took him to task about it. I said, do you realize what all's in that? And he said, well, I didn't notice anything. See, that's the deal. You get used to it. It's no big deal. There's nothing. You, you don't even notice that. It, it happens so fast. You don't even realize that. You get immune to it. I don't, I don't want to get immune to wrong in my life. I don't want to get immune to things that, things that will lead me the wrong way because I need to focus on Jesus Christ. I, I want the peace of God to direct me. I want the peace of God to be in your life. I want you to be blessed and, and that, to have prosperity and to have hope and, and answers from God. And that only comes as we allow Jesus Christ to lead and guide our lives. And so Apostle Peter said it. You've got to shun evil. You've got to run from it. Look at the record of, of, of uh, Joseph. Here he was, had an opportunity for sin in the house of Potiphar. What did he do? What did he do? He ran, even left his coat there, and uh, and got away so quick. What would have been the outcome if he would have allowed himself to fall in that situation? What would have been the outcome of of all Israel? What would have been the outcome of of uh, of the dream? And it would have ended the dream. You know, the dream would have not come to fruition. We've got to, we've got to guard ourselves against sin and iniquity. We've got to learn to, to despise it. We've got to learn to hate it, to not just cherish it, not to, to hold it up. And, and, uh, and we've, got to, we've got to despise it. So, so let's do good. Seek peace. Not just seek but according to this scripture, to ensue it, which means to pursue it with everything that you have. How do we do that? How do we, how do we pursue peace? Is we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We allow the presence of God to move in our life. We, we seek God. We, we have a, a regular meeting with God in prayer and supplications. And we look to God, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Colossians 3 and 15 also says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you're called in one body, and be ye thankful. Now, notice this. And let the peace of God rule. Let the peace of God have rulership in your life. Let the peace of God have authority in your life. Let the peace of God rule in your life. Now, I've said that many, many times so far, but let the peace of God be, be what uh, controls your life. And what is the peace of God? 
We, we know the peace of God is obedience to the Word of God, following the ways of the Lord, uh, casting our cares upon Jesus Christ, looking to Him, uh, obeying His voice and obeying His call. In our generation today, when you talk about obeying something, it's, man, that's a, that's a foreign word. I can do whatever I want to do. I'm, you know, I'm a free I'm a, I'm a free individual. I can do what I want to do, and I'm going to do what I want to do. What that does is it leads to destruction. It leads to problems. It leads to, leads to difficulties. It leads to, to uh, 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 captivity. It leads to bondage because people become captive by Satan. The, the wiles and the snares of the devil begin to rule them. Don't, don't let that take place. Let the peace of God rule your heart. God, I want to be obedient to you. God, I want to walk with you. I want your words to, to come out of my soul and out of my heart. Uh, <clears throat> I, I want, I want to, to have the peace of God in my life. Say, okay, all right, I get all that. But what really brings peace? Well, let's look at Psalms 34. In verse number 14, it just simply says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Depart from evil. Do good. Quit sinning and do good. Seek to obey the voice of the Lord. Seek to follow. Righteousness. The scripture says righteousness exalteth the nation, but a sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness is what our lives should be built upon. You know, when nobody sees us, when nobody is, is looking, and when, when, when we're all by ourselves, Jesus Christ is looking. He sees all. He knows all. But to really have the peace of God in your heart, to have the peace of God abounding within us is to depart from evil, to depart from sin, to do good, to obey God, seek peace, and pursue it. You know, we have access to true peace when we repent of our sins and turn away from them and seek Jesus Christ. Amen. As you begin to, as, as you begin to think, and you look, you look way back, the, one of the first scriptures that I read, and, and when, you know, when, you, when we looked at it very, very first, these things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is what happens. This world is a test. It's the trying, the Word of God says, of our faith. It's a test that we go through. The storms of life that we face are a test. How are we going to pass the test? 
We're going to have pass the test when we trust in the Lord. We're going to pass the test when we have confidence and we have faith in Jesus Christ. That Jesus is our hope. Okay, you say that, how, but how do you really do it? When your world is crumbling and everything says run, everything says go, go, you know, you're, to, you're depressed. Go crawl under the sheets and stay there all day. When, when everything says that, here's what you do. You begin to pray. You begin to seek the Lord. And then suddenly, in comes peace. You know, everybody has down times. Everybody faces storms. Everybody faces uh, disappointments that brings depression. But the secret is not staying there, not living in that. The secret is speaking faith. Begin to speak out, Lord, you are my hope and my help. Lord, you are my answer. I will trust in you and not be afraid. In fact, as we stand together, just think for a moment. <clears throat> Rachel, could you come and play that piece again? As you, as you think for, for a moment, as here the disciples were on the Sea of Galilee, I was there and saw that, and storms pop up very frequently. But here they are, and he calls out to the storm, peace. You know, for the longest time, I thought he said, peace be still. But he said, peace. Comma, be still. Talk to the wind and the waves. Peace. Let there be peace. I feel in the in the Holy Ghost tonight. Obviously, there was a reason for this message or lesson, whatever you want to call it. And this is what I believe right now that the Lord is going to usher in some peace for someone here in this house. God's going to give you peace in the midst of a storm. Peace in the midst of uncertainty. Peace when there's problems. Peace when there's uncertainties. Peace when you don't know what the end result's going to be. When you don't know what is just around the corner. You've not seen the complete answer that God has given. But there's peace that God's speaking right now. Hallelujah. The Prince of Peace. The God that holds peace. Peace. As we close this service, I want to ask you, as you if you just close your eyes, it's just you and the Lord. Think about it for a moment. Perhaps it's like on the Sea of Galilee. Perhaps it's in the dire necessity of the moment that they cried out, Jesus, would you just begin to call to Him? God, would you just bring peace? Would you allow that peace to sweep over? Y'all begin to sing.